0: save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an ac pro recharge kit today be a pro with ac pro
1: i'm mark willard and this is inside giant moments presented by t-mobile an official san francisco giants podcast in season one we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history now it's time to focus on the present and future We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for season two of Inside Giant Moments now. At the start of the year, the Giants pitching staff was a huge question mark. They've answered every question and have really shined this postseason, having shut out the Dodgers twice in the first three games. Pitching coach Andrew Bailey is at the center of it all. He joined to discuss the strategy, the roles, and the performances so far in this NLDS against LA. What an incredibly exciting time, Andrew! Uh, how's it going, man? Thanks for doing it.
0: Yeah, no, of course. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, obviously uh, a lot of fun right now, and, and uh, you know, playoffs are always intense. And last couple of days have been been really fun to be a part of.
1: Uh, two shutouts in the first three games how, how, how are you guys doing that's pretty good
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean you'll you'll we'll take that any time I mean I think just the the leadership that you know uh, not only not only Buster but but Kurt Casale brings um, you know our guys have a ton of confidence a ton of confidence in, in their prep work uh, their game planning um, you know really trusting their strengths and our, our guys are just able to go out and attack. And, and I think, I think you've, you've seen that, you know, obviously Webby with, with his unbelievable performance in game one and, you know, Gauze and, and our guys coming in game two. And then yesterday you just, you know, saw our guys attack their hitters and um, you know, that's our MO for sure.
1: Um, let's talk about game three. Uh, when you have someone like Alex Wood, the situation he was in, I'm thinking a lot of emotions he's going against his, his old club and obviously his counterpart on the other side is a future hall of famer. So what is the discussion and preparation like for a situation like that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think anytime, you know, I I'll take Alex Wood on my team, you know, 10 out of 10 times, uh, he's an unbelievable competitor. Um, he always wants the ball, uh, very passionate, um, I mean diligent in his work uh his his studying his prep um sits down with our analysts myself the catchers so he he's always prepared uh he's as prepared as I've seen anyone you know in my time uh in baseball um so and then from that standpoint I think you know there's decisions that need to be made I think you know Alex Alex is unbelievable he unfortunately was sidelined for a little while uh, hadn't really gotten up to his max pitch count uh, in this environment. Of course, we're going to, you know, empty the tank with, with not only our starters, but our, but our bullpen guys. So, you know, the game plan was, yeah, absolutely. Take, take Alex as far as he could go. And and when we start to, you know, see things in game and and talk to him and, and get our feedback, um, you know, it just worked out so well. And, and we had prepared Rogers for a early entrance into the game yesterday. Uh, we had talked to him about that prior and, he was all on board and the the plan just worked out really well. uh, And we were able to keep him off the board and um, took a, took a crucial game. So looking forward to tonight.
1: It's fascinating to me too. uh, You know, I think fans look at it one way. I'm sure you guys do a very different way, but you know, from the fan perspective, Alex Wood versus Max Scherzer, it's like, Oh my gosh, the Dodgers are this, this very, very heavy favorite, but, but everybody inside both clubhouses, this is, this is the elite level. Uh, everybody is is just a different level of great. So I wonder uh, what you sort of saw in Alex's competitiveness and how he sort of handled going into I guess what was a lack of expectation.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, and I, and I think um, you know the the Dodgers. I mean, they're a great organization, great team, and and they've had a they've had a long. Um, a long uh, standing run, you know, of winning championships and and being in the playoffs. And, you know, here we are exceeding expectations. And uh, I think there's a little bit of, of doubt from the outside perspective still, um, which is fine, which is, you know, we have no problem with that. And when you win 107 games, um, our, our guys know what they need to do to win a game. And from Alex, the way he attacked yesterday with the fastball, he was able to get the slider where he needed not only, you know, back, back foot underneath the zone, but back door to, to all the righties. And, you know, when you, he he's been, he's been against the platoon splits all year. I mean, teams just stack up righties against them and we knew they were going to do that going in and, and, you know, no one, no one didn't see that coming. And he was able to just continue to, to attack. He was able to get inside with the fastball um, and, and get up under their hands and, and get the, get the punch outs when he needed. and, And of course get the crucial, um, you know you just keep them off the board and and for us um you know our strength is our bullpen as well I mean we have one of the best if not the best bullpen in baseball uh, a lot of trust in our guys and I think I think we just read and react to certain situations and and we have nobody on the roster that we don't trust and and we're we're capable of using a lot of different pieces in a lot of different situations and you know you saw that last night with Duval Duval going in in the eighth and uh, we were ready to react in the ninth if we had to. Um, so I think there's just a lot of trust, and Cat uh, does a great job of communicating with uh, with the guys on, on roles as specifically as we can. And for Alex to turn in that performance last night against his former team uh, has to be a whirlwind of, of emotions for him, but uh, one we needed, it and, and um, you know, love him for it.
1: Uh, more on Doval in a second for sure, but I also want to ask you just with all the different personalities on the staff in general – how do you go about managing the emotions of each of these guys going into games like this, not just playoffs, but Giants, Dodgers, and everything that goes into it?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that that starts, you know, that starts at the foundation of just relationship building. And, um, you know, from the first time I was hired or the first time, you know, we signed guys or acquired players uh, just getting to understand who they are as people and respect them for that and understand that, you um, everybody's their own individual and, and um, you know, if a guy needs a day off, no questions asked. If a guy, you know, you know, Raj has been so durable and we've had scheduled days off for him, you know, throughout the course of the year and, but he's so durable and and able to bounce back. And it's really just managing, like you said, like this is a crazy environment. Not a lot of our pitchers have a lot of postseason experience and that's okay. Um, but, you know, for us to, to go out there and continue with our, our uh, philosophy of, Throwing strikes, keep the pace going and, um, you know, know your plan. It's it's uh, it's that's kind of what we what we sell to our guys and uh, what we try and uh, attack the hitters, just continue to, to pump strikes. So I, I don't think from like expectations or personality wise, um, you know, our, our, everyone's a little bit different and, and we have we trust in everybody.
1: Uh, let's get into Camila Duvall a little bit. Tell me how this evolved through the year from just a kid who was going to be down in the minors. Then he comes up for a few cups of coffee and ends up in this role.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Camillo's, uh, development, at least, you know, this for me started last year. I think, I think him being, uh, at the alt site at spring training 2.0, uh, was on the taxi a little bit last year. Um, you know, and just kind of starting to explore and see, you know, what was ahead of him. Um, and then our, our PD staff, you know, Justin Lear and Brian Bannister and Garvin Austin, uh, Matt Daniels, all of these guys at the, on the minor league side of things, uh, did such a phenomenal job with him, uh, working on his delivery, his tempo, uh, his pace, the slider shape, um, his ability to attack the zone. Uh, so that all stemmed from last year. And then, and then this year, you know, coming into big league camp, you know, obviously throws really hard. Uh, there were still come some command issues. Um, would had some early success and we brought him up and, you know, it was a little bit of a mixed bag, which is fine. I I think it's really hard to come up to the major league level and, and just set the world on fire. And, you know, I think for him uh, coming up and and having those failures early on a little bit um, really made him understand what he needed to do to kind of, you know, put decorate the cake, you know, put the, put the cherry on top. And uh, so he was able to go back down to triple a, um, really find his groove, find, find the slider line out of hand uh, and understand that he count leverages his friend and um, he's, he's been able to pound the zone and get ahead of guys. And uh, he's got unbelievable, unbelievable stuff to be, to be a, a, a major leaguer for a very long time.
1: Well, and he's got this lack of a heart rate that everybody talks <laughs> about so much. And, and I wonder how that has factored into what you guys have decided to do with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously that type of personality uh, is, is, is what you need, uh, you know, in that role. I, I, I think he just nothing phases him. Um, he goes about his work the right way. He's just super chill uh, all day long, never too high, never too low. Um, and it's just really, really impressive for such a young kid to be handling these situations like that, um, you know, for the first time in the big leagues and being put into – massive situations and we wouldn't be here without him. I mean, I, and there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of guys that pitched out of our bullpen that we wouldn't be here without. And, and he's absolutely one of them. You know, we, you know, the front office, the coaching staff, you know, they did a great job of, of getting him here. And, and um, now we're able to use him in, in the, in, in late in making games.
1: So tell me what it's like to talk to him before he enters a big situation. And the obvious <laughs> example being, in the, uh, in the top of the ninth last night, as you guys are discussing whether or not he can do another inning, how does that conversation go?
0: Yeah. I mean, really, really easy. Uh, he's always up for it. He just said, I'm good, Poppy. I'm good. Whatever you need. And, uh, (laughs) it's, it's just, it's just amazing. Uh, you know, he, every, every day during catch play, um, talk to him, JP Martinez, our pitching assistant is is fluent in Spanish. And, um, so we kind of communicate through him and, but, you know, going going back out for the ninth wasn't even a question. I think you saw him dominate the eighth and we just went up to him and, you know, I asked him, say, hey, you good to go. You yeah, whatever you need, Bobby. So um, he's just he's just an unbelievable kid, knows what's on the line, but is able to embrace it in his own way and um, execute his plan.
1: Uh, does a two inning appearance take him out of play for game four or is he ready to go?
0: I mean, we'll we'll obviously touch base with him when he gets here and and check in and make sure he's feeling good. So uh, we'll we'll check all those boxes and and we'll see what happens during the game.
1: Uh, how have Jake McGee and Tyler Rogers handled what what's been a little bit of an adjustment to their role because of Camillo?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously they're total pros. I mean, this is this is Jake's seventh time in the in the postseason, which is just just remarkable. Um, you know, throughout the year, both of those guys eighth and ninth. Um, you know seven sometimes they've been so flexible uh and i think it just it just is a it speaks volumes to the type of characters and personalities that we have in the clubhouse and and that's just a bunch of guys that want to win um they want to be something uh, a part they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves and um you know Jake and and Tyler have been great um you know I, i'm would assume that at some point in time someone else will get a save opportunity here um you know whether it's this series or or you know next one or whatever happens for the rest of the season but like i said before we just have trust in all of our guys and uh we just want to make sure that we can match them up appropriately to put them in position of success and um so that's how we kind of use our bullpen all year long and uh i don't see that changing uh
1: let's go back to game one for a second logan webb's first playoff appearance uh, couldn't not have gone any better what do you see in his makeup that allows him to succeed in a moment like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I see, I see a competitor. I see a guy who who wants the ball. Um, I I've seen that from the day I've met him, um, and he he's really come a long way. I think the maturity factor of of understanding who he is as a pitcher, um, a foundation of his his delivery and his mechanics and the way his body moves, um, the way that his arsenal is that's so unique. Um, it's not like anybody else, uh, it, it really in the history of baseball and the, the, the things that he can make a ball do is, is just unbelievable. Um, and then from a makeup perspective, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a young kid that just is a competitor. He loves being, um, out on the mound. Uh, and that's what you want out of, out of all of your guys. And, um, man, he just, yeah, he's a, he's a goofy kid that is funny in the clubhouse likes to keep it light. Um, but absolutely wants to win every single time he takes them out. Uh,
1: no trade secrets here, obviously, but if he is needed in a potential game five and you're going up against the same lineup again, uh, you know, how, how how do you approach that in terms of uh, of adjustments to keep that same team sort of on their toes?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, um, you know, we'll talk about that with, with cap and the group uh, on, on the decision, but you know, I think just in Webby in general, it, it's, you know, all of our guys, it's the same messaging, um, you know, know your strengths, um, use your strengths. I, I don't think Webby, Webby hasn't wavered off of that. I think, I think last year you saw us try a, a few different things, um, you know, a little bit more cutters, some more force seams, and we've kind of really found a really solid mix. And, and he's been able to kind of blend that all together. And he's been, he's been unbelievable at, at knowing kind of what's working that day. Um, he's got three plus o- above average major league pitches um, and he, he's, he, he's able to just like capture them and take them out on the mound with him. Um, so I really don't see anything changing from, from the way, um, he utilizes his arsenal. Um, it's going to be the same thing and, uh, attack the zone.
1: Um, Kevin Gosman in game two was, was solid, but maybe not quite his, his best self. Maybe not quite the guy that we had seen in the previous two starts. Uh, are there any concerns there? How, how did that conversation go?
0: No, Gauze is awesome. He's, he's, uh, he's great. Um, he just wants to win. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's the playoff, playoff baseball. And um, we're, we're playing a, a, a 106 win, you know, Dodger, Dodger team. And um, they're going to put runs on the board and Gauze is a competitor as well. And, and he's been, he's been lights out uh, first half, had some bumps and he he'll admit that and, and uh, really found himself the last couple of starts there at the end of the season. And uh, yeah, all the trust in the world in him for sure. And, Uh, really looking forward to him taking the mound again
1: what specifically is is your role with a pitcher let's take Dominic Leone who who had a hard time in in game two what's your role in that moment what do you go say
0: yeah I mean that's a tough that's a tough in the moment it's hard I mean I I I, there's really no words in the moment Uh, I think letting the dust settle um, you know and and getting with him you know, afterwards or the next day and, and just kind of, he was great. Um, he understands. And uh, he's been like, like I said before, we, we wouldn't be here with a lot of guys and he's absolutely one of him since he, since he came up to, to, uh, to, to the giants from triple a um, he's been nothing but uh, an absolute rock solid uh, person and pitcher for us. And um, you know, there's, there's absolutely brighter days ahead for Dom in this series uh, and next one. And, and um, yeah, I think like in the moment it's, part of baseball. I mean, you know, they got a couple first pitch swings off him. Obviously, the walk uh, is something that we can address, but um, outside of that, man, it's baseball. Either the pitcher or the hitter is going to win and unfortunately for for Dom and us, it just didn't go our way that day.
2: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best the power of their data. to Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.
1: One big final question with Andrew Bailey on Inside Giant Moments coming up next. Okay, Andrew, game four, Anthony DiSclefani. It's been a little bit of a stop-start situation for him uh, in the second half of the season. So um how do you think he's feeling and 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 what what is his game plan
0: yeah i mean tony tony's feeling great uh he's ready to go um he was he's super pumped like he he didn't want to get to game four but uh he he he's like i'm i'm ready for it obviously uh he, he's like i'm i'm uh, this is the biggest start of his life he's excited um had a bumpy second half i mean it was on and off the a little bit. Um you know, but I think the extra rest has been huge for him um, since that that last start against the Padres, uh, and he's been able to to do what he needs to do. And uh, I don't really think the game plan for him is is going to change too much. Yeah, I know he's seen the Dodgers a lot, um, and he's had set some good ones, set some bad ones, and really looking forward to to a fun one tonight.
1: Yeah, he got he got uh, he got through it in the second half and sort of conquered the Dodgers after the difficult first half. But as a pitcher, how do you keep that in the back of your or out of the back of your mind when a, a team has had some success off you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like anything. You have to be able to learn from the good ones and the bad ones. You have to be able to take something away from each and every outing. And we were able to take away a couple things from 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 the from the bad one in the first half, and he was able to execute some things uh, after. After facing him a couple more times after that, so um, yeah, I mean, you you can't you can't just shove it aside and try and forget about it. You have to remember it, remember what you did and didn't do, and uh, we're able to build off that and learn from it. So he's ready to go tonight. He's he's super excited. Um, he was he was pumped last night when when we told him he was you know confirmed game four, and um, yeah, we're ready to rock.
1: Andrew, ready to rock indeed. You're the best. Thank you so much for this time.
0: No problem. Anytime, Mark. Appreciate it, man.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review, and share this episode with your friends and family. To make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week, subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, quick pause to tell you about our sponsor T-Mobile, one of our favorite partners because of how relevant they are to Giants fans because you're never far from McCovey Cove when you've got America's largest and fastest 5G network. In other words, T-Mobile is your ticket to the game, whether you're home or away. The Giants are Big League, why don't you come on up and join them. Switch to T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds and USA 5G experience report January 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at
3: T-Mobile.com.